Over the last month, I traveled across the Midwest going to different card shows and spent tons of hours online buying cards, preparing for the WhatNot Card Show 2.0 on March 24th. We bought over $15,000 worth of different soccer cards, and I'm going to show you my five-step process to prepare for a single stream and how to execute on it so you can do it yourself at home as well. I'm excited to share my experience. I hope you all enjoy, and please do not forget to save that live stream on Friday, March 24th at 4.15 p.m. Eastern time as in that live stream you can see myself carrying out this action plan in real time on the whatnot app if you've been buying and selling sports cards for a while you'll know that there's multiple different places to sell cards you know card shows online marketplaces social media however you can really connect with collectors you can sell sports cards uh recently you know within the last two years i'd say not that recent but recently uh, we've been selling quite a bit on whatnot both sports card breaks single cards whatever it might be, non-sports cards. And it's just been a really enjoyable time, honestly, because for myself, one of the most important reasons that I'm in the hobby and enjoy the hobby and love the hobby is being able to connect with other people. Uh, yes, you you know, you can text people on social media, uh, listing cards, marketplaces, whatever it might be. You can you know watch your card sell, but there's really nothing like sitting there, live streaming, selling cards, just like a card show itself. You know, I've seven many different card shows travel across the world to different card shows and in-person interaction is by far the best as always however it's not always feasible to be able to spend money to travel uh, to be able to take the time to travel and go to the card shows and maybe some just aren't even in driving distance whatever it might be so this specific whatnot card show 2.0 it's not only ourselves it's 400 plus other dealers other collectors other buyers and sellers uh, that will be on the app live streaming throughout the entire weekend, March 24th to the 26th. Uh, I myself will be live on the 24th at 4.15 p.m. Eastern time doing a soccer single sale. Uh, we will have Nate breaking Formula One on Saturday the 25th at 12 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, all the spots in that case are available to purchase right now for the Formula One break at the best prices you can find. However, for myself, community is always number one in the sports card hobby. It, it's why I love it. It's why I'm here. And that is why I really enjoy doing these shows on the WhatNot app, especially because we have done a few of them now in the last few months, and they've been crazy fun, uh, selling hundreds of cards every time, over $10,000 in sales both the other two times. And now this live stream, we are trying to make the biggest one yet. We want to have over 100 live people in there at any given time during the event. We want to sell over 250 different items during the event, and uh, hopefully eclipse over 15,000 in sales in this specific event. And I will be doing that via the five-phase system that I'm about to share with you all right now. So phase number one is pick what you want to sell. Now, this is probably the most basic thing ever. Um, however, it's it sometimes is a little bit more confusing of an answer than you might think at first, because for myself, um, you know, we I do soccer single streams to do the single cards and I love soccer. I've been following it for over three years now, which is not it's not a decade. However, I got into it via card, so I started to learn a lot, research a lot. I watch matches religiously now, massive Chelsea fan, uh, read everything I can, Twitter, all these different things. So I'm really passionate about it. I really enjoy it. I uh, know a lot about the specific card market. I am trying to know as much as possible as I can about soccer itself. Of course, not as much knowledge as, as other people have, but uh, constantly learning more every single day. And I do learn a lot while doing these streams itself as well. But the reason why this is so important is because to be able to sell, on whatnot uh, and do these live streams and connect with the community, you really need to care about what you're selling. If you show up and you like football 
uh, in American football, but you want to sell basketball cards because you know people spend a lot of money on basketball cards. Of course, people spend a lot of money on football cards too. Uh, you might not come through the best to the the viewers, the you know the people joining your stream, and you probably won't even have that good of a time if you don't really like the NBA or really like basketball cards or really know what you're selling or know what you're talking about. Uh, it just gets extremely difficult. Of course, that's not to say you can't get into basketball cards if you like the NFL, but uh, you know setting up a massive stream like this, buying a lot of cards, coming and trying to engage with the community, it just always goes better if you're passionate about what it is, and that is 100% where I'd start is what are you passionate about and how can you start building a community around that. Phase number two is acquiring inventory. Now, this sounds easy, right? You just go buy cards, but it gets a little bit more complicated the more you have to think about what is your cost, where are you purchasing, how are you doing it, all those different things. Uh, I would ask yourself questions like this. Can you go to card shows? That is the number one question I'd ask yourself because going to card shows is such an important way to not only make connections, number one, but number two, acquire inventory fast. Uh, buying on online marketplaces is very feasible. Uh, I do it myself. On uh, many marketplaces here on whatnot as well, I'll talk about some of the cards I bought uh, from sellers on whatnot in a little bit. But if you go to card shows, you can instantly go home within a couple of hours, hundreds of cards. You know, if you really take the time and really want to. Uh, so if you can go to card shows, that is where I'd start. You can also get the best deals there. Uh, paying cash in person can result in really good deals, and then help you when you're selling your cards on your stream to make a little bit of profit margin along the way. And that is where I would start. Now, number two, this answer is not going to be yes for everyone, but do you have a social media presence? If you're watching this right now and you have 100 followers, 500,000, 5,000 followers, uh, you at least have people who you can post you know, things to and they can read it and interact with you. They might have things that you want to buy. Uh, I do this for a couple of our other streams. I put up a post that says, hey, I'm buying soccer cards. I'm looking for this type of card or these types of cards. I'm looking to spend between this and this per card. Uh, the more specific, the better. I know a lot of people just kind of throw out there on their Instagram stories every now and then. Buying, paying per X percent of sales value and I'm looking at anything. And um, you know, while that in theory could work, I think getting more specific, getting more specific to your community that you want to build and connecting with people that you can then buy from in the future is a really good way to go if you do have a social media presence. If you don't have a social media presence, I say start now. I've been saying that for the last five years, but start now because you never know where it can go. And if you don't start, you'll never find out. So you might as well start now and see, see where it leads. Now, the third and final place you can buy cards is online. And there's many places to buy cards online. Of course, there's multiple auction houses, marketplaces right here and whatnot. You can connect with people, different people inside your category very easily by going to the app, looking at the category, clicking singles. If you want to break, whatever it is, you can do that. And uh, the number one question with this though, is how are you getting the most uh, out of the money you're spending? If you buy one card here, one card there, one card over here, and you're paying all these different incremental values and shipping costs, that's really going to affect how much you're able to make in the end. Because while it doesn't sound like a lot, three, four dollars for shipping, added up over 50 cards, 100 cards, if you're buying all individually, um, it does add up. And all those dollars then takes away from what you can sell for. Because when people go to buy, they're always looking to get a deal. Um, and you need to make sure your buy is good enough so that you can not only maybe sell it at what the actual value is, if it's a rare card and someone really wants it, but people give a little bit of a deal back so that you can sell it, still make some money, the buyer's happy, everyone's happy, and the community's building. That's really the best place to be.
For me and my experience for this specific one at Card Show 2.0, the way that I went and found cards to buy for this was by going to Card Show, Ship Shawana, Indiana, in Chicago Sports Spectacular, buying on different various marketplaces, and then also buying on whatnot, joining some different soccer single streams and also general uh, single streams. The first one I bought from on whatnot was Card Collector 2, and the second was Golden Boot Cards, bought from various other sellers as well. So thank you to anyone that helped make a deal uh, with me to you know get cards for this upcoming whatnot Card Show 2.0 we're doing. Uh, but those were the places that I spent my time uh, trying to buy cards and I you know, encourage you to think about the places that you can go to buy cards that can help make it worth it to uh, acquire stuff for your community and for your shows uh, to sell them and whatnot. Now phase three, and this is an extremely important phase, is budgeting and purchasing. So two different things. Uh, budgeting is how much money do you think you'd be comfortable spending to run a, a show, a single stream or whatever that show is you're doing. And then number two is the purchasing. You know, How are you physically buying these cards? How are you thinking about what you're offering? How are you thinking about how you're pricing them? All that different stuff that goes into that. I'll talk a little bit about that here. Um, but this phase is one of the most important, in my opinion. So if I was going to make a recommendation, if you're starting from like ground zeros, not to go and do you know 15,000 plus single stream right away, because you do need a lot of people coming through the stream to be able to buy them and uh, spread the dollars out through many people who come through the stream. But I'd recommend doing whatever you know you're comfortable with to start to build a community. Uh, you know this this really does take a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. So you, it has to be valuable to you. But for me, like this is such a fun thing. This is such a great way to engage with the hobby. Um, it's a no-brainer for myself. And then the second thing to think about is what's the value range of the cards you're purchasing. So for myself, I like to use this rule when going to shows online, buying different things, like I said, the five and five rule. I like to buy between $5 and $500. Anything less than $5, um, it's hard to make it worth it between you know selling fees, payment processing fees, and then the time that goes into shipping each individual card. If I do have cards that are less than $5, I oftentimes group them into lots, but that still does take more time. So if I use a five and five rule between $5 and $500, uh, I know anything I'm buying inside that range generally will have a buyer inside my stream. Uh, there's only been a few times I've sold a card for you know around $750 or more while doing uh, my streams, but that's not to say it can't happen. I mean, I do have some cards that will be available in the upcoming Whatnot Card Show 2.0 that are over $500, but the odds of them selling are just a lot lower than ones between you know $5 and $100. I also don't want a majority of the inventory to be between $250 and $500 because the buying pool is just smaller than between $5 and $100 or so. And for this specific stream coming up on Friday, 67% of the items are between $5 and $100. Of all the items that are available on Friday as well, 50% of them are between $5 and $50. So that just kind of goes to show what you know budget range I'm targeting when selling these cards. And the number one rule, the number one rule of all these phases is when you're buying cards, the best way to buy, if you can, of course, not everyone you know can go to card shows, is by buying in lots from one seller. The more you can buy, um, the better with certain individuals. It definitely is beneficial if you start to do it over and over and over again. You'll really see it add up over time because the second place that I went for card show uh, for a card show to buy cards for this whatnot card show 2.0 was a Chicago sports spectacular uh, last Friday. Now I went there for literally like two hours and my goal was walk in, find someone selling soccer cards, buy over a hundred different soccer cards and leave. And literally that's exactly what happened. I found JWW sports cards from Fargo, North Dakota, two excellent guys who had tons of stuff, both soccer and other sports as well. But I only bought soccer there. Now from the first guy, I ended up buying um, about 30, 40 different cards. Again, lot price, get percentages off, go through, value them all, 
offer something, negotiate a little bit, and then boom, deal done. Second guy, he had like, shoot, 400 plus slabs or something like that, and that took a lot longer. So at that booth, uh, we sat down, me and Julian, Slab Sex Julian, and we sorted through all these slabs, picked out different cards that I want to go through and actually research. Uh, and this is extremely important when buying cards too, is use a data platform. We use Carlyer Pro. I highly recommend it. Their sales history tool is unmatched, and I was able to get through within about an hour and a half 100 different cards, valuing all those cards, being able to make a confident offer on the cards I want to buy, and walking out of the show with 100 different slabs from one, around 30, 40 different cards from the other. Very successful time. Actually popped open my laptop right there on the showcase because he allowed me to, and it made it a lot better and faster. I filled out a spreadsheet, and it was really an awesome experience for sure. sure. Just got done like a 90 slab deal here. JWW cards up from Fargo, North Dakota. All soccer, all slabs. I appreciate it so much, Dave. Thank you. Amazing. All right, now that we're through three of the five phases, be sure to save the stream on Friday on WhatNot, only on the WhatNot app, 4.15 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be live with over 250 different soccer listings, and here are 10 of my favorites that will be up for sale. The first one is this 2020 Topps Finest Jude Bellingham Orange Wave Auto, number out 25 in an SGC9 holder. Second is a Joe Felix Green Prism Auto PSA 10 from Select Euro. This is number out 15 an absolutely beautiful card of the Chelsea player. And hey, look at that Chelsea jersey number. Number three, Red Wave Beam Team Auto, numbered out of five, four out of five, PSA eight of Ansufati. Beautiful card there. Love the beam teams. And the Women's World Cup is coming up this summer, and Sam Kerr plays for Chelsea, plays for Australia, is one of the best players in the world. This is from 2011 Panini Women's World Cup Germany Stickers PSA 9. Super nice card at a nice price. I had to throw in another Joao Felix from Select Euro because I can't get over how nice these camos look, especially with the Portuguese kit. We got PSA 10 right there. These are numbered out 49, and I got two available on the stream. Gavi Renaissance PSA 10. This is a short print insert from 2021 Merlin. Super, super nice looking card right there. Love this insert. Just looks phenomenal. You can't even disagree with me right now. We got two of the fusions, Mbappe and Bellingham, both PSA 10s. These are super short prints. Case hits, red and yellow fusions from 2025. This is a rookie of Jude Bellingham and, of course, Mbappe, one of the best players in the world, captaining France at just 24 years old now. How can you not want a matched used patch of Lionel Messi? If this does not sell, I will not be upset at all. Look at how beautiful this red ruby, number out 25, PSA 8, matched used patch of Lionel Messi is right there. Amazing card. And this has got to be my favorite that I got from Chicago. Vinny Jr., Football's Finest All-Stars, Gold Refractor Auto, PSA 8. That is numbered out of 15. 10 out of 15. Absolutely beautiful card. So that was 10 cards, but I have an 11th here because this Ricardo Pepe Auto PSA 9 is listed in our WhatNot store right now for the stream on Friday at just $10. This card last sold for around $30. It's in the store for $10. So if you're watching this video, this is a great sneak peek for you to go and grab this Pepe on deal right now. Along with looking at all the other cards listening in the store, you can buy any of these items right this moment. All right, phase four is all about pricing and listing. This is an extremely important phase because when people come into your whatnot stream, you want people to be able to obviously say hi and engage with you. You wanna be very welcoming, but people don't wanna wait and look at, you know, wait for you to show every single card that you have that's available and for you to state prices. If you put in the work beforehand, I promise you it will pay off. If you load up your buy it now store with all the different cards you have available, 
title the cards well, list the grades, list the set, list the player, the attributes, and the team name, people will be able to find these cards easily, see how much you want from them, buy them right there without you having to do any work on the live stream, or they can offer you in the chat too. That's a big part of it too, is people can look at the prices and maybe they just don't like it, but guess what? They can throw an offer on the chat. You can adjust the price when you're live, doing the live stream, you can edit your cart, all that different stuff. And it's extremely important to have your buy it now store set up, ready to go, even days in advance sometimes for a stream. Like I said, right now, all the cards for Friday, they're already available in our store right now on whatnot. You can literally click on the stream, go to the store, look at all the prices. A lot of them are priced extremely well and start buying stuff right now before other people even see it when we go live on Friday at 4.15 p.m. Eastern time. And just for an example of why it's so important to have your cards listed in the Buy Now stream even before it starts, the last show we did last month, we had around 215 items listed, I think. Over 40 of them were sold before I even went live. That's, what is that, 20%? of what would be available already before we go live, that's just crazy. When pricing your cards, it's very important to be sure to look up recent sales values of those cards. Now, I talked about Card Ladder Pro earlier, another great tool, the sales history to price your cards for your live stream. It's very important because when people come into your streams, uh, people are trying to take the time to come and find a deal, you know, trying to wheel and deal with you, maybe get a card that they can go and sell elsewhere or buy one for their collection too. Uh, I do it all the time as well. But the point is, is that people want to spend time looking for deals. You're not trying to spend time looking to overpay on recent sales. Now, that's not to say that every single card you have to you know, give an amazing deal on. Some of them that are more high volume, it's easier to give a deal on because they sell more frequently and people can just go buy them elsewhere. But a rare card that maybe doesn't even sell once every three months, once every six months, once every year, you know, that's up to you. That's what you want to put a price on. And from there, I'd just say, put a price on it. People want to offer, listen to offers, work with them, negotiate. You know how much you bought it for um, and be willing to sell it, you know, if the right price comes. And it's, there's no perfect science to that, right? Like there, it really is not. It's how long you want to hold it. I'm into the future or do you value selling it right now? If someone gives you a, an offer that you're considering. All right. The fifth and final step is all about selling on the actual live stream. Now, if you have not done this before, I have to say the first time you do it, it might be a little stressful. Um, people are coming to your room. They're trying to check out the store. You're trying to pay attention to what people are saying. They might be throwing you offers. All this different stuff can be happening at one time and you're trying to keep track of what people are buying. Uh, which is also why it's extremely important to title your cards well and picture them well, because once you sell your cards, you can actually go into your back end on your whatnot seller account uh, to look at all the different cards you sold and ship them easily. But the point here is that to make it easy for yourself, if you're doing a single stream, and this is a strategy that we use the last uh, few episodes we've done or the last few live streams we've done, is the method of show the cards, allow people to offer on the cards, and then auction the cards. It's kind of a three-step process. So when I sit down for this live stream on Friday, if you come and join at 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, I first will show all 240 cards or 250 plus cards that are available. And anyone that's in that live stream for that first like 45 or maybe 30 minutes I'm doing that, however long it takes, you can buy any of the cards you want to in the store. And that's the only way you can buy them is by buying them in the store before other people can because some prices will just be better. There'll be deals and you're going to want to get them before someone else can even offer on it. Uh, so it's worth buying it. Now, by the time I'm done showing all the cards, what I'll do is I'll start accepting offers and I'll be like, okay, everyone, you know, now you can submit offers for any card you really want. And the worst I can do is say no, but most likely what I'm going to do is I'm going to counter print, you know, I'm going to counter offer you. I'm willing to take a couple dollars off here or there if it's not going to sell otherwise. So that's what I'll do next. And yes, there's just an onslaught of messages in the chat when that happens. And you do kind of have to be quick on your toes. Yeah, I know how much you paid for your cards. Um, it is 
I would say a little difficult to do at first, but as you go, you'll learn the process. And one recommendation I have, if you are doing this is, and this is the number one recommendation when doing the live stream. If someone gives you an offer, let's say $75 on a $100 card and you want $90, no less. What I would say is you'd say, all right, thank you for the offer for $75. You know, I would be okay at $90. If you can do that, I switch the price right now in the store. You have to do it as you go because so many messages will come, be coming through with new offers that if you go, what do you do $90 and let me know, five minutes goes by or like a minute goes by, whatever it is, and then they say yes or they say no, you're not even gonna know what they're responding to. So you really just have to throw out a counter offer and adjust the price immediately. Um, anyone at that point can buy it, but you know, most likely is a person who offered you is gonna maybe consider buying it and then they do or they don't. And then you move on and then someone else might offer something else on it, then you go back to it later. It's the only way to do this and to really keep your ducks in a row and do it well. Now, the last one is auctions, you know, and it might take you two hours or it takes myself normally two hours to get to a point to where I am even going to auction any cards off because there are so many people trying to offer, get cards that they want before they could go to auction. So other people can't get them. Um, now the auctions is different. Like I'm not going to auction off, let's say, uh, this multi hundred dollar Vinicius junior gold auto PSA eight. And I'm just not going to do it. Cause there's, there's a lot of risk there, you know, starting at $1 or even, you know, however much $250, whatever it is, you know, it might not get close to the price I'm willing to pay or, or willing to sell it at, or it does get close and ooh, whoopee, you know, but I like to do auctions on cards that are normally between $5 and $50. Uh, and then if there is a card like this, let's say, and someone's like, Hey auction, you know, I'll start it at maybe 10, 15% off and see what happens. So sometimes I do it, but, uh, by the time that the auctions even come, a lot of the really good stuff is already bought. So the auctions is generally the last phase of it. And it also is the least amount of time spent. I'd say, uh, you know, bulk of the time is doing the showing people buying them now taking the offers takes the longest. And then the auctions is at the end. Now that strategy I've found extremely effective. Um, it, it works a little bit better if there is a decent amount of people in the room. So if people are buying cards when you're, you know, showing them off the offers go for quite some time. I would say if you're starting out small, um, and you don't have a whole lot of people in your room because you just started, uh, selling and whatnot, I'd say probably, you know, load up that store. You, you gotta do that. In my opinion, you have to do that. And then the second part of that is maybe instead of doing the showing the off, you know, letting people to send offers and the auctioning, you know, I would just make it very clear with people who are coming in the room. Like, Hey, if you, if you offer on something, I'm, I might counter you, I might accept it, but some stuff, I might be better priced on than, than others. You don't have to go this strategy, especially if you're just starting, but I'd recommend trying it sometime if you can, because it does work really well for us. All right. That's all I got. That is the five phase plan to running a massive single show on whatnot. I hope you all enjoyed Please subscribe and like this video. Subscribe to the Slab Socks YouTube channel. Look up Slab Socks on the WhatNot app. Go save that stream Friday, March 24th at 4.15 p.m. Eastern time. These stores already loaded up with tons of different cards that you can buy right now or come to the stream on Friday and see what type of offers you can submit and see if you can get a deal off of me. We'll see. I love negotiating, so I'd love to have you there. That's all I got for this episode. Hope to see you back in another one. And good luck to all of you if you do plan doing this. I hope it helps. And let me know any feedback you might have. Have a great day, everyone. And see you all on Friday.